So my very first coffee experience was at Barnes & Noble Cafe, um, not too far from my campus. And I remember they never taught me how to make coffee. That was Pinhole Coffee owner Joellen DePacacibo. I'm Jeff. Welcome to Storied San Francisco, a weekly podcast where San Franciscans from all walks of life share their stories, and you get to know your neighbors. In this podcast, Joellen takes us back to her childhood in the Chicago suburb. She ended up going to college in Chicago, which was where she got her first coffee jobs. Here's Joellen. So I'm the youngest of four kids. Uh, my parents moved to Chicago in the middle in the mid 70s. Um, so all my siblings, they're all consecutive in age. And then I came, I, or I was born five years later from all of them. So there was that age difference. Like they're all closer in age. They're all, yeah, consecutive in age. And oh, wow. Just, are, they girl, are they <laughs> girls or mixed? Uh, my brother Joey is the oldest. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. And then my sister Joanna is next as well as my sister Joss, and they're both teachers. Cool. Are they kind of all over the country or? No, they're all still in Chicago, general area. So I'm the one that got away. Yeah, where did your parents come from before Chicago? They came from the Philippines, and which I've never visited. So I wish I understood more of like the actual location that they came from, but. Right. But they already, they met over there and... and they met in at, Chicago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They okay. met at some, um, you know, new Filipinos in Chicago, uh, a meetup. Yes. So. And that was back in the 70s, like you said. Back in the mid-70s. And then mid-70s. my brother soon followed and then marriage and... <laughs> or maybe I should say the other way around. <laughs> well, was it? I know, like, with my parents... I don't know if they, I don't know if they want me to say that. So. Well, like with my parents, um, I, 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 it took me a long time to do the math, but I was like, my brother was born seven months after y'all got married. Yeah, exactly. So I'll say that they met and then they got married and had kids right away. And they thought they were done, but then soon I came. <laughs> so tell us about growing up in Chicago. So I actually, I grew up 45 minutes away from Chicago proper in a little town called Palatine, Illinois. Hmm. Um, it definitely wasn't diverse, but my parents moved us to the suburbs because education was a lot better. Right. So, were they so, in Chicago, were they inner city or like where they were they? They were in the city in a, what was then a bad neighborhood. Hmm. Like, you know, there was one point when someone shot through the window you Yikes. know, yeah. um, and that's when they knew that they had to move their growing family to right. another place. So my parents were really great. And then I think being new to America, they just had that idea of really just taking care of their family and supporting them. So that was their intention, which I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to appreciate more. Right. Was, were, uh, did the move happen when you were young enough? Like, do, do you remember being I in the a- city? I was a baby, so okay. I, I, I don't remember living in the city as a right. child. Right. So how was, you said Palatine? Palatine, Illinois, yeah. How was I, that? It's, it was a very white community. I always did feel um, kind of like an outsider or not mm-hmm. really understanding my own culture because I kind of just assimilated to mm-hmm. um, what was 
a regular thing out there. So, but it, it's just, you know, traditional suburb, big yards. <laughs> uh, our schools were walkable from each nice. other. Nice. Cold winters, huh? Warm yeah, summer, exactly. hot, hot summers and cold <laughs> winters. Yeah. No, thanks. So did you, did you spend like all your elementary, middle, high school years out mm -hmm. in that suburb? I did. Yeah. And then I went to college in Chicago. So I always kind of knew I wanted to kind of be in the city. Um, I was just kind of attracted to that kind of culture and life and all that. So I went to DePaul University. Oh, yeah. And I was a communications and marketing major. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm journalism. Like, <laughs> ah, nice. Right up my boat, right up my yeah. alley. Um, as, sorry, going, going back quickly, as uh -huh. like a teenager, um, did you go to Chicago? Like, did you go to the city? Well, to I hang must out admit, or? my senior year of like high school, I and mean, I was a really good student, but I another friend and I, and I would jump on the train and, you know, hang out in the city more. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I romanticize that so much now because it's like we, I mean, we don't really have trains like that. Yeah. Yeah, and we can't get on trains right now anymore. Right, that too. <laughs> um, okay. So when you would go, but, like, what, what kind of stuff would you be doing in the city as a teenager before you moved there? You know, we had the equivalent of the Haight-Ashbury area, and it was the Belmont area, which has changed a lot. But as a kid, that was kind of the cool place to go to. So um, you were drawn to that kind of, like, bohemian yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah, what, exactly. What do you think? growing up in the suburbs, what do you think kind of shaped you in that way? Well, for me, I was actually always attracted to kind of like singer-songwriters and, um, you know, like Simon Garfunkel and Cat Stevens and mm -hmm. Ani DeFranco, um, people like that. So I think I was just always attracted to kind of that creative type. And going to the city, I would, of course, go to coffee shops and sit on you know comfy couches back then that's what would always be around and i can't remember who i was i was talking about <laughs> with someone i was like remember couches and yeah. like bars and cafes oh, seriously like that like cigarettes Ugh. oh gross. totally it's really gross now but it's like that was the 90s like that yeah. was just how shit so and i'm guessing based on um your age i'm guessing this was the 90s right like yeah late it's 90s. like uh yeah exactly yeah. From when I was in high school. Yep. 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 Cool. So, um, so when it came time to, to choose a college, like were you, was it just I, the, the desire to live in Chicago? So well, I wanted to go to Berkeley. Oh, so I wa actually wanted, I've always been attracted to the Bay area, but of course it was cheaper to stay in state. Sure. And of Chicago, I was always in love with too. We knew it pretty well from, you know, going pretty often since it wasn't that too, it wasn't that far from us. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about your experience going to those, those four years or whatever it was going uh, to DePaul and, and living in the city, like back mm -hmm. where, back now where your family came from. Like, how was that? Well, it was amazing because I lived um, in Lincoln Park. So it was kind of, yeah. you know, centralized in some ways. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't, if I wanted to get um, any place else. It was actually really easy to get to. Mm -hmm. um, but I took a lot of interesting classes, like um, 
some theater classes, but mainly not performing, but going to performances. I took a Tupac Shakur class as well. That was really yes. cool. <laughs> Which for a Catholic university, it was actually really amazing that they offered something like that. Totally. Um, so I think they really do this huge like Chicago immersion um, thing in the very beginning as a freshman. And I think that really just opened my mind more of just uh, the things that I wanted to be exposed to. And it was just there. You said Lincoln Park. Um, uh -huh. That's actually, I think that's the neighborhood I, I live in off Clark Street. Yeah. It's Does all, that make I sense? Mean, Clark I is really long. So. Right. I live down the street from the Wiener Circle. No, okay, the Wiener Circle. So you're more like... Uh, uh, Lakeview, Wrigleyville, not too, that's more north. Right, yeah, like yeah. maybe, maybe like a 10 or 15 minute walk yeah. to Wrigley. Uh-huh. Were you around that area at all? I did live there eventually because one of the first coffee shops I worked at, which was I think my sophomore year of college, was Intelligentsia on Broadway and Belmont roughly. Okay, so, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. That's relevant to, to your later story. Well, my, actually, my very first coffee experience was at Barnes & Noble Cafe, yes. um, not too far from my campus. And I remember they never taught me how to make coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really bad. I remember customers just being like, can, the other, can that other barista make my oh. coffee for me? Because I just didn't know what I was doing. But it, I like to think it was because of poor management. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I think I, I didn't last there too long just because of that. And I think it made me um, just very insecure and I cried a bunch. Oh, no. But there was a coffee shop that I would do work at and it was called Intelligentsia. Mm -hmm. Just a small little operation back then. Um, and I saw they were hiring. So I applied to them and... A few months later, I got a call from Marcus Bonney, who's actually, he's pretty well known in the coffee industry right now. Um, but he hired me. So that was my real, like first real coffee job was Intelligentsia Coffee. And so there, I'm assuming they, they learned you. They taught yeah. you how to, yeah. Yeah, they, taught, they made me appreciate the product because I think I was always attracted to coffee as the experience. So right. that was kind of my first um, kind of dive into understanding the farm and the roast and then to the shop, you know. Right, and to the cup. Yeah, so that was 2002 to 2006 I was with them. Oh, okay. So exactly. did, you, did you stick around Chicago after you graduated at all? A year after, I think I was there, I graduated in 2005, so, and then I moved to San Francisco in 2006. Were you already attracted to California before you have ever visited, or? It was, um, I've, I actually visited the Bay Area quite a few times in my youth. I have oh, okay. family out here. Ah. Um, so I think it was a mix of just what I was exposed to and just what, uh, like, music I listened to and things like that. That kind right. of sustained that idea. Right. And whatever the universe, you know. Right. I, <laughs> so when, <laughs> when you would visit, um, would you come to the city or what kind of things were you doing? Uh, to San Francisco or yeah. Chicago? Oh, uh, oh, no, yeah, like when you would come to visit your family out here. 
Well, we would do all the touristy stuff, of course, but I would always, I remember making a list of all the thrift shops and vintage stores. Yes. And I was actually reminiscing about that recently of just how all those places don't exist anymore. Yeah, I'm like, um, dude, there's none of them. Yeah. They're all gone. So I just remember having a really comprehensive list and mapping it all out where I could just hop on them in a very efficient way or visit them in an efficient way. Um, and of course, some of them were in the Haight-Ashbury. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I guess Wasteland is still there. Wasteland's still there. That's one of more the few. expensive though, yep. than when it used to be. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was very independent um, when I would visit. So I would either go by myself or my cousins would take me. Mm -hmm. Would you like right? Kind of wander, wander around. Would you walk, ride the bus? How would you? How would you? I would around? take Muni, I think, and yes. walk. There was just that period of just not understanding what I was going to do and kind of panicking. And I just woke up one morning and was like, "I think I'm. I think it's time to move to the Bay Area where no one really knows me." So you didn't like you had family here, but you didn't move with a friend or. Or a you know, no. significant other or anything. You're just like, I need to be there. I had my clothes and my <clears throat> guitar and my bike, and that's all I flew with. Whoa. $1,000 in my bank account. <laughs> awesome. Okay, and that was 2006. 2006. And one of my best friends, he actually was moving out here for school, but we didn't do it together. Right. It just kind of yeah. happened to work out that way. Yeah. Okay, um, and did you move straight to the city or what how did I first out? moved to Berkeley um in a little spot that ended up being a really bad situation yikes like landlord wise mm -hmm. uh, where I lost a bunch of money and um I just had to get out of there but then I moved to let's see Temescal mm -hmm. and found a really great spot there were these like Craigslist fine exactly seven hundred dollars studio Yada, yada. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. So I think it was a few months I stayed in Oakland. Um, and then to save money, I actually moved to San Francisco, hmm. found a spot in Hayes Valley for like seven fifty, but it was Wait. closer to work. Can you rewind? Because I don't think I've yeah. ever heard those words strung together to save yeah. money. I moved to San Francisco, uh -huh. right? 2006. So. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was at least feasible and possible back then yeah i moved to san francisco because i worked for blue bottle <laughs> so i was saving money living in the city because i was working more in his valley that was joellen de pacaquipo check back thursday when joellen will tell us about her move to san francisco working at blue bottle and branching out to open pinhole in bernal heights Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me, Jeff Hunt. Our website is storiedsf.com, where you can browse more than 100 episodes and help support us by buying merch from our store. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If that's Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do us a quick favor and rate and review the show. And if you have any feedback or people you think should be on the podcast, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and stay safe.